everyone, and welcome back to Sides of the Best Part, a podcast where we learn about the amazing passion projects undertaken by college students that are not related to the major. For our next guest, we have with us Pamela. Can you introduce yourself? Hey guys, my name is Pamela. Uh, people call me Pam, 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 Pam Ella. <laughs> and what I do for fun is dance on the side. Yeah. Um. So, what's your year and your major? Uh, I'm a sophomore, behavior, community, health major. Nice. So sort of talk through like how you got involved in dance and like what projects you've been doing with it so far. Yeah, so I've been dancing like since forever, but like went into a dance studio when I was like two or three years old. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, ever since I've just been dancing ever since. And like I've taken like huge breaks just mm-hmm. because like, I, I used to be moving a lot. Um, but yeah, I I was in like a professionally trained dance studio from like two until I was eight and I did ballet tap modern and yeah some hip-hop um and then I moved to Kenya and then there I was just doing like traditional dances Mm -hmm. for two years um and then I came back when I was like 12 and then I my mom was really bugging me she was like yeah you have to get back into dance and I was like (laughs) I don't know if I like it anymore Mm. and she was like no just do it just do it so then I went back like two years later so I I I didn't really like the other dance style so I just went Mm. back to modern so that was what I was like primarily focused on until like sophomore year of high school and then I went back into African dancing so like I've been dancing ever since. (laughs) That's like super interesting just because I know for a lot of parents, they might like, let me not necessarily dive into like my parents, but it's interesting (laughs) just because um, a lot of parents, especially African parents too, they kind of think of it like, oh, if you're doing something like artistic or something that's not exactly like school related, like that's sort of the back burner. Don't like really focus on that and focus on your like school. But I think it's like really nice how your mom was like, please get back into it. Like, <laughs> I love seeing you do something like this and I want you to continue. I think that's such a like great thing to push your child to do because not a lot of children get that like opportunity. Yeah. And like, I feel like she really wanted like when I came back from Kenya she really wanted me to have like an extracurricular activity where it was Mm. like escape from school and like I think she was going through the list of activities that I could do and she was like maybe she should go back to doing what like she used to love doing and I was Mm -hmm. like I I feel my I don't know actually I do know what was going on I I was very depressed at that time I was being bullied and like Mm -hmm. I didn't really want to like deal with the world at that time Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to be by myself and like just listen to music on my own and then like (laughs) those times I'll just be creating choreos in my head but like I never like fully head on said okay maybe I should just do dance so it's like Mm -hmm. my mom constantly like reminding me like just give it a try you never know until you try and then like just coming to terms with it it was like wow I'm happy like I did it so right right yeah I think another like big thing is just kind of motivating yourself to say like regardless of everything around me I'm just gonna do it like it's like one thing to have it in your head and then you keep contemplating it but the moment you actually like start then you're like oh this was a good idea like I really should have gotten back into it yeah because so, all of my friends were like in sports and stuff and it was like mm-hmm. sports wasn't really my thing <laughs> I feel that and when I went to high school like literally everyone was doing sports so I only did cross country and track because you could easily walk onto the team and like luckily I got better like I got to be such a good runner but I wouldn't have been able to do these other sports had it not so 
That's actually very similar yet the opposite because when I was in high school, yeah. I did dance, but I was terrible at any ball sport. Like <laughs> I could not, you gave me basketball, softball, anything. Those didn't work. So then yeah. you put a track and you're like, track like yeah you're just using your body just like dance so it's gonna be great the Mm -hmm. only thing i could do in track was long distance hurdles everything else yes i'm telling you everything (laughs) else short distance mid distance long distance anything i couldn't do the only thing i could do was mid distance hurdles like the 300 hurdles (laughs) i sucked at everything else (laughs) it was so funny yeah yeah i feel that so like dancing in college, especially because you said you're a community health major, how do you sort of handle going into, how do you handle doing dance in your dance projects and also being on Afro Chic and then also your major and all your coursework and stuff? I just set a schedule for myself. Like I had to come to terms with that second semester freshman year because first semester was a really bad transition for me. Like, mm. um, I don't, I don't know, like, especially since that uh, school is really close to my home. Like, I don't, I don't know why the big trans, it was like such a big bad transition for me, especially like, cause I thought like, I really want to go to an out of state school because like, I assumed that since I lived in Kenya for four years, like distance doesn't phase me. Like, I'm <laughs> <be> fine. <laughs> and then come first semester at UMD, 30 minutes from my house, it was not good. Mm-hmm. So like, I just, after, like, that winter break, I came back. I told my mom everything. It was just, like, she was, like, yeah, I think you just have to be real with yourself and, like, set boundaries for yourself, like, and do it from the jump. Like, don't just wait until it gets really bad. That's when you yeah. start doing it. Because, like, mm-hmm. habits start, like, when you take initiative on them at the at the early on go. So, yeah, I just make weekly schedules for myself. And, like, I actually plan in times where I can do dance or practice in dance or even think about dance. (laughs) I can get pretty distracted on Instagram just watching dance videos one after a go. Like, it's like, it's basically like one of those things where people are on TikTok and they just watch videos for hours. That's me on Instagram with dance videos. <laughs> one one minute I'm on there, oh, I'm liking one video for five minutes. And then the next thing I know, I look up, it's been five hours. So, Ooh, yeah, I feel that. Schedule is very important to me. So mm. that's what I've been doing. And then connecting it to my major, community health. Before I really took this dance thing seriously, like science was like my passion. Like mm-hmm. I, I thought I was going to be a scientist. I thought I was going to be like a researcher for life. And then, <laughs> I don't know, I came to terms with the dance and it was like, like, I think I should stick more to like being engaged with the community around me. So then that's mm-hmm. why I chose community health. Um, Cause I, I really like, I'm satisfied whenever I help people. Like that's yeah. like the greatest feeling in the world that I get. Um, like whenever I help someone, like it could be the smallest thing ever, and like I'll be so satisfied, like forever. So, yeah, that's why. Nice. <laughs> so you're like doing a well. It was gonna be like more fleshed out, but you're doing like a um, teaching class for kids to teach them how to like dance. Can you go into how you sort of got involved in that in the first place and like how it's going? Mm-hmm. Well, my mentor my boss now, Miss <laughs> Anastasia. Uh, I met her sophomore year of high school and she's the one who actually started the dance program at my high school. Um, that's how I met her. That's how I even started going back into African dancing. So I've just been, I've been in constant communication with her since then. And um, yeah, like we've done outside performances, like performed in schools. Um, so she started 
she's been doing this program for a while now, but um, like the past six months is when it actually like, got approved, like as part of like the Montgomery County Recre recreational programs for the set. So uh, yeah, she reached out to me. She was like, uh, I'm starting my team for Culture Shock Movement and I would like for you to join. Uh, so yeah, I'm doing it for two years. Um, now that Corona came though, <laughs> things have changed completely because it was specifically like geared towards ages six through 12. Mm -hmm. um, Saturdays weekly. Um, yeah, so students just sign up like at the beginning of the program and, and they'll be going on for eight weeks. And then we start different sessions during the school year and we'll be going into their schools as like after school programs. So that'll be a year long and then we go back into the summer. Mm -hmm. But now that Corona's come, so <laughs> we've changed our whole thing. So now we're doing Instagram live dance, uh, yeah, dance yeah. sessions and like that's open to anyone because like it's on Instagram. Yeah. So yeah. right now we're just getting our word out there. But once this whole social distancing is done, yeah, we'll get back. We'll actually like start teaching kids. Um, nice, nice. Um, I forgot to like mention this, but we're doing the podcast through Zoom right now. I was like, yeah. how am I going to do this? And then I listened to a podcast and she was like, yeah, I'm on FaceTime. I was like, oh, you might have done something. <laughs> so that's why we're like um, doing it through Zoom. So the audio might not necessarily sound as crisp as some other episodes, but it's still good. We're trying. Um, <laughs> we're sorry. It's not our fault. <laughs> um, so you sort of mentioned some setbacks and I, of course, don't like, I'm not asking you to go into anything too deep, but sort of like any setbacks or hurdles that you encountered as, especially when you decided like, I'm going to seriously start being a dancer now. Can you talk about some of like the sort of hurdles or mental blocks you might've had to overcome to keep pushing yourself to get better as a dancer? Hmm. yeah I can't quite think of any that <laughs> like if I look back to the beginning because like I I had listened to Nadia's episode and like I hmm. think I'm the same way in that like whenever I don't really look as hurdles of like a big challenge never mm -hmm. overcome so I feel like the reason I'm not thinking of those early challenges is because they're so like I don't want to say easy but they were they were they were possible for me to go through. But right. I think the biggest thing for me right now is just like coming to terms that I'm meant to dance. And it's like, I don't have to live up to everyone's pressure of me being in a certain type of career, mm -hmm. or I don't have to be a people pleaser because I am such a people pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to come to terms with that. Um, also, how people may view me. I think that's always been on my mind, just how people mm -hmm. view me in a way. But then I always go through phases where I'm like, you know what? This is what I do. There's some people who support me. And if people yeah. support me, that's good. Like, <laughs> people don't, that's their own business. Like, right. there, there's someone else who might fit their type. And if I don't, that's completely fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are my main hurdles or challenges that I'm going through. <laughs> I think that's like a really big thing because coming to terms and saying like this is what I believe is my going to be my career from now on like that's especially in college because a lot of people like might have certain majors but like they have no idea if that's actually you might not get a job that's in your major when you graduate yeah. and then you might be in that major but then you find something else you're interested in and then you're like should I pursue that yeah um, that's what really also like a lot of pressure coming from especially the culture we grew up in where it's like you have these like set list of careers you got to be a doctor or a lawyer or something that's going to make you stable money and if you're not like there's 
parent and it comes from a good place i think that's kind yeah. of that part um yeah um parents always come from a really good place when they're saying that kind of stuff but at the same time it's like we don't want to necessarily disregard any of the talents or any of the gifts that we're given just because we want to save a career. I mean, everyone wants to save a career and there are ways to do that. Yeah. That's the reason why Nadia's um, episode was so interesting because she's running her business and that's supporting her. And then she's also doing dance. So she's sort mm -hmm. of already, like even before graduating college has sort of, sort of already figured out like how to keep her creative keep her passion going. Yeah, yeah. so. That's like super impressive. So it's possible. Like, that's something like, I'm looking forward to. I need to find my second thing for me. Mm -hmm. I feel like that second thing for me is in community health. I just have to explore my options within it. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. I also feel like at the end of the day, I'm the one who's going to be suffering. And they, I don't know. I feel like a lot, of, I feel like a lot of these African aunties and uncles in the community, like they're not. I, I wouldn't want to say they don't have your best interests, but mm -hmm. it's like they say they do, but you don't personally have the guts to come up to them and tell them like what you're going through. So it's mm -hmm. like, at the end of the day, I'll be the one who's suffering and I only have a certain small group of people who I'm comfortable with, like That's true. opening up to them. So it's like at the end of the day, if my passions are here, I might as well just go with it and run with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think like that kind of goes back to the people pleasing thing you said. And I mean, even if you don't think of it as such like a big hurdle, I think it's kind of a daily thing that you kind of have to overcome because mm -hmm. especially with the age of social media and now it's like, it's so easy to go onto social media and be like, Oh my gosh, this person's so great. Like you start comparing or like there are people around you who are talking and then you feel like, Oh, I need to, I don't want them to say anything bad about me or I don't want them to see me as this like different kind of person now that I want to do this and not that. But like you said, like yeah. at the end of the day, it's about how you are satisfied in your life and whether you're fulfilling what your purpose is and like, mm -hmm. At the end of the day, they're gonna go home and sit down. And if they're yeah. doing what their purpose is, they're just schooling. And then you, they're like, you should have done this, and then you're doing it. And you're like, oh my gosh, I hate this. Mm -hmm. And it's like that's not that that's not fair to anyone in that situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so please do not be alarmed by the change in audio quality here. Obviously, I already mentioned this is a Zoom interview podcast. I'm actually really grateful that we're able to find a way to record it despite our situation right now so once again don't be alarmed it's all good keep listening this is fire um so yeah best part of sides you already know the drill questions my instagram i-t-s-o-m-o-l-o-l-a-a -A. Ooh, why did i say that so fast um yeah so let's get into it the first question i asked was are you slash would you ever become a vegetarian um, I was just curious about this just because I personally, it's like come to my head time to time, but I feel like, especially because I'm Nigerian and growing up, like most Nigerian food is based on um, some form of meat. So it's like once you take that away, you're kind of taking away sort of the essence of a lot of food. And I don't know necessarily how it would taste or go without it. So it's something that I've considered. I feel like the best I could do would become like a, a pesca polotarian, I think it's what it's called, when you only eat chicken and fish. Um, red meat, I can do without, I guess, but chicken and fish is where <laughs> it starts to get to a point. 
Um, but yeah, 75% said no, um, 25% said yes. Of course, it's only out of the 94 people that voted. Um, but I just found it interesting just because, like, it's of course a very big decision to change your dietary um, restrictions and to change the kind of food you're going to eat, like, for your life. Um, but I do think there are a lot of good benefits that come out of becoming vegetarian. So I don't think it's something that I would completely discount, once again pescopolitarian <laughs> um but yeah so next question i asked was what is your favorite drink from starbucks so i was craving it little fact about me in high school i used to work at a starbucks so it was a little kiosk inside of a supermarket um so i've made most starbucks drinks except for the really new ones um so i'm not gonna advertise them so i'm gonna stop saying the brand name but we're gonna go into all these different responses because I'm curious to hear what you guys like. Okay, so we get caramel frappes. A caramel frappe was the basic order. Like, I'm not saying you're basic, but like anyone who didn't really, you know, drink Starbucks like that always ordered a caramel frappe the moment they got there. Um, hot chocolate, yup, yup. Oh, actually, try a snickerdoodle. Oh my gosh, try a snickerdoodle hot chocolate. Just thank me when you get it. Um, there is a chai latte. Chai lattes are actually really good. Um, I got one recently and I was like, wow, what have I been doing? Um, vanilla bean frappe. A vanilla bean frappe is what your parents got you when you were too young to be drinking coffee, but they really wanted to go to Starbucks. So they're like, what can I get this child? I'll get you a vanilla bean frappe. I guess you just might've really liked it. I mean, yeah, it's basic, but it's not bad though. Um, strawberry essay refresher, beautiful, amazing, wonderful, sensational, fantastic. Refreshers are amazing. Um, matcha lattes. I'm actually not that big on animal milk. Um, I prefer almond milk over everything, but I will say the matcha lattes. Ooh, someone said soy milk and two pumps of vanilla. I feel that. Um, white tea guava. That's recent. I think that's actually really good. I'm a big tea drinker, by the way. Not the biggest coffee fan. Ironic. Um, a small vanilla frap with a pump of raspberry. Okay. Ooh, fancy. Um, a white chocolate mocha frappe. Okay. That's the, the funny thing is as someone who worked at Starbucks, I know how much sugar goes into those drinks, but I still, still drink it. Um, someone said straight coffee, the blonde roast. I'm not sure if the blonde roast is the one that takes off that coffee taste, but straight black coffee makes me feel like I drink battery acid. So props to you. Um, oh, a big one is put lemonade inside of all your cold teas or refreshers. That just ups it all the way. It makes it amazing. Um, and a vanilla mocha, yeah, straightforward. Um, so yeah, it was really interesting hearing your opinions. Um, once again, Starbucks has a lot of sugar in it. I'm not promoting them, but I am saying their name, so they should pay me for promo. <laughs> and now we're going to end the segment, get back to the interview. Once again, do not be alarmed by the audio. So when you first, when you decided to like start getting serious about dancing, how do you feel like that sort of changed you and changed your ideas about what you were capable of? It definitely gave me a lot of growth, a lot of perspective to look out from. Because um, I honestly never, I think before like I even started performing, I never thought like it was a thing. Or I, I knew it was a thing, but I never thought it was like a serious thing that people could like actually make money from or like, <laughs> yeah. like 
have have like just express themselves more um but yeah like I I perform, I think the biggest place I've performed at was like the Fillmore and that was for our high school team. <laughs> it was like a vocals got talent thing and it was like I think I had been there at the Fillmore twice before I had a concert and then to like just perform on the stage. It was, it was just a different feeling for me and it was just like all my worlds colliding like just little like I used to be watching MTV music videos on and just be like I wish I made those dances and like I wish I was like with the singer like just telling them like five six seven eight move like and then, like to be there at the Fillmore it was just like wow like yeah. you can do so much more like just from one experience and like mm-hmm. every day you're always learning like I don't believe in like just going through one experience and like that's it and, like you right. have the world set ahead for you like you're always learning from someone and like that's what I love about like dancing and then like posting videos on Instagram because mm-hmm. you meet so much more other dancers and then you connect with them and then you meet up with them like not even, like to collab with them or even just to see like how they dance and it's like mm-hmm. wow like it always opens up my mind like I, even after meeting them five times the sixth time I meet them I'm like wow I didn't know you could do this like <laughs> and it's yeah. so real like when you connect with them because like you relate to them on a whole nother level because they also see dance as like they're number one passion and then they also have the problems of family and like living mm. up to their expectation and then they also have the pressure of like friends and like what they think and then the pressure of online what other people think so it's like yeah it's it's been the best thing for me honestly mm-hmm. that's great like finding community is also a really big thing because you need people who are ready to support you and like not just like a bunch of people but even just having like uh, 10 or less people that are like standing in like full solidarity with you is like enough to really push you to like achieve what you want to do yeah and mm. like and like I said like before this whole thing I really felt like I was alone like I didn't really know <laughs> to do in the future like I'd go to parties and people would be like Pamela you're gonna be a doctor Pamela you're gonna be our lawyer I'm like uh <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't even thought that far ahead and so it's like when I went into that, like, different world for myself, it, like, mm-hmm. really opened up my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, like, one of my um, best friends, and he, he he, and one of my other um, best friends, they're going to be on the podcast next week talking about um, all their music stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, so, like, for them, and honestly, including me, too, it's, like, everyone like they call him like oh yeah you're the professor you're the like engineer you guys are gonna be doing this yeah. and all this stuff and then it's so funny because like right now we're in a pretty early stage of like and i'm gonna dive into this like next week probably but we're in a really early stage of developing our company like our entertainment um, I just company. yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, where we're in like we're developing in we're like um working on dropping stuff and everything and being consistent with that and i remember one day he was just like i would be so content just like working yeah. in an entertainment company i don't care about like all the other stuff i know that exactly <laughs> what he's talking about right like and i feel that because it's so there's so much pressure to be like i need to do this career but the the crazy thing about careers like being a doctor and being a lawyer and all these are 
they're very like all in kind of careers. It's like, mm-hmm. you can't just like go through years of med school and be a doctor and be like, <laughs> well, you can, I mean, yeah. you can. Go ahead. But yeah. it's not the most ideal route. <laughs> if you find mm-hmm. out like years down the road that this is not what you're passionate about and you've been fighting the passion that's really been trying to come out. Um, and especially at the age we are at, it's like, it's best for you to just do that now and then see where that goes than to like, be so far down a road that by the time yeah. you say, yeah, I just, I'm going to dive all in. It's like, you're dropping That's so a lot much. of, a lot of money, a lot of time wasted. Yeah. Like yeah. you're wasting money. And then there's also like the opportunity cost of all the money you could be making. And you know, I think it's even worse when you're in a career where you know the trajectory of that career like you know you could be making hella money if you just stay but then you you also leave so that's putting more burden onto like how is your future gonna look now now that you have a glimpse of what a future could be mm-hmm. so it's yeah there's a lot of existential stuff yeah. that follows that but it's it's really important that you don't necessarily need to have it all figured out of course but yeah you most definitely <laughs> yeah, like, more yeah there's more room for that <laughs> yeah but you most definitely don't need to have anything figured out, but you most definitely, if there's something tugging at your heart, if there's, if there's a passion that's really pulling at you, you should, have, you, you kind of owe it to yourself to explore it. You know, like that's mm-hmm. sort of one of the big things for about this podcast. It's like, if that's just something, even if it's not going to be a career for you, even if it's just like something that, you know, a lot of people talk about, like, it's like self care for them. And it, mm-hmm. it's sort of like a break from everything they do. And even the ones who have it as a career, that's still a sort of break from all the other things that yeah. can, um, and bug their life, I guess. So yeah, like, if you have a passion, I Go say, ahead. <laughs> yeah. please don't like, it's crazy, because like me even posting videos online, I it was never going to be a thing. Like, I started <laughs> what? Cause like I started back into it in sophomore year and then junior year, my friends were bugging me. They were like, you, you need to post videos on YouTube, just post it. And I was like, so it took me like a good half year. And then I asked one of them to film it for me. That's how I started my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And then like, obviously I feel like the only reason I got that many views was because I was posting as soon as people came out with songs, I'll do dance system and then I'll post it mm-hmm. and then, like it would take off. So then I, I immediately like decided to just like start posting on Instagram. Cause I feel like, uh, like it will be there for the long run if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So yeah. And then like viewers are come from YouTube to Instagram and then now my Instagram has been my hub. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you have a passion, just go with it. Listen to your, listen to your friends and family. If there, if there's that one person who's bugging you about it, mm-hmm. trust me. They they see they see the good in you. They see the talent in you. So like, yeah. just go ahead and do it. For sure, for sure. I think that's actually like a really interesting point, and that that kind of answers another question I had because the other question would be like, oh, what do you have to say to someone? But, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's actually such an important um, thing where it's like you have the one person that's bugging you, and I think we tend to try to drown out the the one passionate voice for mm-hmm. the like hundreds of passive voices telling you to do something and if it's like one person's like you really need to do this like i need you i need to see you do this like if you don't do this i will be disappointed and they have all these other people who are like i mean that's nice (laughs) like it's it's okay (laughs) you can just like oh wow you you were great and then just like oh she's gonna be a doctor (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's like it's so funny when you see that but the the one passionate person and they're gonna be more like it's not like it's just yeah 
person. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see more, the more you like go with it, you're gonna see more people like, for me right now, if you didn't dance, I would be like, Pamela. <laughs> you're not the only one. I got to be like, Pamela, <laughs> I need you to do that. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, you're gonna hear so many um, people who are gonna see the same kind of fire that you have. And they're gonna be like, yeah, like, so yeah, that's really good advice. Listen to the one passionate voice over the like hundreds of pa- like passive ones. Cause that one, they know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of early question, we're sophomores, but sort of like looking ahead in the future, what do you think you would like, where do you, or l- let me phrase it, where do you think you would like to see yourself after college as a dancer or in your career and so on and so forth? Mm-hmm. Well, in terms of dance, I definitely want to be better in all ways I can. <laughs> uh, as a dancer, like even just like learning to be a better teacher because that's still a skill that I, I need to work on. Mm. Um, also like choreography, just like being able to understand other African cultures because I feel like I'm just like focused on West African and Central and then like I obviously know my own being Kenyan (laughs) oh fun fact I'm Kenyan (laughs) (laughs) but like yeah like Africa is so diverse so like I just want to explore that diversity more and like by traveling too and like one thing I was considering was like Peace Corps so Mm. I might do that relating that to my community health um but yeah that's my main thing. And then eventually move back to Kenya. <laughs> nice, I have a studio nice. there. <laughs> my people how to move. <laughs> hey, that's yeah. Nice. So do you have any social media you would like to share? Yes. Uh, Instagram at underscore P-A-M dot E-L-L-A underscore. Um, that's my dance page. And then my YouTube channel is So this was our podcast with Pamela and we will see you guys next week. Bye.